solo thing. Ready? Can you, um... That was my clap. Did we get it? Yeah, green things in my teeth. Yeah, right on your lip. This feels... Okay, now this feels like I'm not talking to you. Here's the problem, is now the audience sees my uh, side profile. They see how big my nose is. Here I have been, you know, straight on the camera, hiding this beak. Folks, we all got issues. Let me check the sound here. Uh, I think I sound good. Boy, we really upped our game with this sound quality. Got a compliment the other day about that. Did a bonus episode on 420. Did you see? No, I didn't. I had Tema Louise on, who uh, runs the weed show, Wake and Bake. So I figured what better than to do a bonus 420 episode. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Anyway. What about an Earth Day episode? Why didn't you do that? Earth Day is important. I was um, I won Earth Day. Did you know that? In fifth grade, we had an Earth Day. Do we do an intro? Or do we just get right into it? Sex Actually Podcast, your host, Dave Neal, co-host, Tasha Courtney. Hello. We're recording this from the World Studio headquarters of the SAP in Silver Lake, California. And we're also recording this on the YouTubes. And if you want to see Tasha without a bra on, that's hey. YouTube. Well, I wanted to, I always wanted to mention this later, but did you see the thing that they're trying to make bras uh, mandatory in high school, at this one high school? I, you know, I was wondering if my school had that as a rule. I don't remember, but I do know that I, many days, did not wear a bra to What's school. What's your stance on it? You should not have to wear a fucking bra. You shouldn't have to. Do you think that it's, do you think that um, <clears throat> nipples, that the female boobs are distracting to boys? I don't think that that should be our problem. No, but answer the question. Are, are tits distracting? I think, well, in here's it's the chicken and the egg kind of a thing. Oh, man, I sound gross. Did the chicken not wear a bra to the <laughs> hen? The point is that we that it's so like secretive that it, it makes it extra sexualized. Does that make sense? You had nipples if out you, this If weekend. you saw... Okay, that was an accident. Tasha nipples. had nipples out on the... Uh, I'm great at spotting nipples. I spotted a nipple that Tasha had out from an Instagram photo from like four years ago. Go pe- go go through Tasha's Instagram and see. That if wasn't can- on Instagram. It was on Instagram. No, it wasn't. No. It was on Facebook. Anyway, point is, is I've got nipple radar. I can see a nipple <laughs> if a, if a nipple pops and it's not even in my peripheral. I go, I think a nipple's popped. And I look around and I can see a nipple popped. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I'm bad at that. People okay, email and tell me. But I'm the bad point at is that if it wasn't, if we didn't make it such a big like if people just were allowed to have no bra in their daily life every day it wouldn't be such a big deal for boys to see a nipple well you know why because uh, with this butt craze that we've got going on in the world for the last couple of years it's not crazy to see a chick with a thong bikini by the way I, I i also have to catch myself i've been getting shit for saying chick god forbid i call women chicks are we chickens chicken in the hen chicks you're all chicks to me that's my lingo everyone's just improving you babe are you okay with me saying chick i don't as, ca- as, i don't know as a woman who who i value and appreciate in life can i say chick i just think that a lot of um words that we use to describe women sort of like diminish them they what if make I called them it? seem like young and dumb like all right so i like so i need people, to say mature so I, so now all the dames should, have thongs on so there's these dames with thongs uh, thong bikinis you know just kind of the scrunched butt thing uh that would have caused many accidents several years ago and it's still well i mean you guys are still gonna check it out but it's not like oh God, what? it's like okay now we see more of your ass. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is that like if normalize it the nipple? Yes. Normalize the nipple. That should be a good hashtag. Do you think that's out there? Should we make that? Should that be the title of the episode? <laughs> normalize the nipple. That's going to be the title of the episode. We got it okay. four minutes in. Cool. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's highly distractive, distracting to met to boys. But I also think that it. It should be, uh, you should be able to do what you, you, what you want with your body. Yeah, but thanks. I guess there's no line there. So it's like, can a girl have like a, her under tit out? You know, at what point do you draw the line? If you can show nipple. Well, no, but it's not about showing nipple. It's nobody's seeing any nipple. It's just that you're not wearing a bra under your shirt. Schools still have rules that say like no bare midriff, but that applies to men and women. 
the point is that we shouldn't have a separate dress code for women just because they're women, just because it might distract men. But the difference is, is that women aren't distracted by a guy whose shorts are too short. Most of the time. But still, the the rule is the same. Shorts have to be longer than your fingertips. I agree with you. And it applies to you and to me. So, like, that's fair. I remember this one girl who always had hard nipples in high school. And um, I could, could, uh, you know, with the help of a sketch artist tell you exactly what she looks like it's just as a, a boys growing up men i mean even to this day we i remember when shannon's um top fell off at the um at the beach and all the guys noticed and no one told her because we were so excited to see knit tits for the first time we all if, if someone's if, top fell off and she didn't notice shannon's top fell off we were on the dock I remember it like it was yesterday. And Shannon went off the edge, you know, the, jumping into the water, and she came back up the ladder. <laughs> and, you know, like, you're, you're, you're flopping around, this and that. She came back up the ladder, and all the guys are standing there, and we all just saw that her bra was underneath her tit. And we were, it was our, it was our Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl of Portsmouth <laughs> High School, 2001. It was, we were high-fiving, we were recounting the moment, we were, we were ta- describing what her nipples looked like to each other. Do you realize how lame this makes you sound? Is it lame or is, is see, I don't even know if it's illegal at this point, because someone's going to be like, you were objectifying a 16-year-old. I was 16, and I had boners for weeks because of this. We remembered everything about um, Shannon's boob, and Shannon, thank you so much for that. Um, just so you know, I mean, like that's what women don't really. I mean, men, we we just we're just insane. We're we're insane the way we look at the female body, and unfortunately, if it, with the wrong amount of blinks, it comes off objectifying. Do you know what I mean? If I blink a little bit and play it cool, I can still check you out. But if I just look at you with this crooked neck, I look like a psycho. What's up with that? What's the difference between creep and charm? You know, serious question. You're, you're being creeped out by someone right now, not me, but someone online, you said creeped you out. And it's like, well, but like I've done the same thing, but you just like, you just decided you liked me. Oh, I don't know. There is a difference. There is a difference. And I think it, I think that we're more sensitive than we give ourselves credit as human beings. I think that like when we trust our instincts, <coughs> we can sort of like suss out a person's intention. I didn't mean to make you sick with this topic. I didn't mean to give you the black <laughs> lung. It's the lung of color. I just can't say anything anymore, I had a, folks. I had a, you know, I've been getting a lot of shit online. It happened again. I don't care and I don't want to hear the about it. The second time, here's what happened. Last uh, episode, and I, I just want to inform you, you, your teeth are fine. We're having smoothies. Last episode, I had Tema Louise on. It was a great talk. Tema is a, um, you, you know, you've met her. She runs the Wake and Bake show. She, um, I mentioned to her, you know, all the shit that I was receiving because I said that women get stage time easier in stand-up comedy. Mind you, this weekend is a Women in Comedy Festival in Boston, and every girl is doing like 17 stand-up shows. Every, not girl, every name is doing 17 stand-up shows. But the point is, and I want to I wanna challenge you with this, Tasha, to have even the slight amount of conversation without you getting upset about it on behalf of women. I know you're already mad. You don't no, even know the I topic, just, and you're I looking know. at me like, fuck. Just a feeling like imagine if I was imagine if I was talking about smoothies and I loved smoothies, but all of a sudden smoothies are illegal because they're made with all these illegal things. So now I get disbarred from being a podcast host. There is you know not that that's a thing, but they take my right away. They silence me. I can no longer talk about smoothies because white men can't drink smoothies. So wouldn't you be upset for me and go, hey, what the fuck's going on with this? He's like anyone else. No, and here's why. <laughs> because we haven't been able to talk about smoothies or had anyone listen or give a shit when we talk about smoothies for hundreds of years. So the for the fact the first time you're for the first time now, you're finally understanding what it feels like to have no one give a fuck when you talk so about So an things. eye for an eye means I don't get any smoothies? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, at least we know. So on behalf of all women, I don't get any smoothies. I don't get to enjoy the beautiful smoothie that I made, by no, the way. No, the point and is turmeric. that you have been not empathetic at all to our experience. And I'm, ta- I'm saying you, and I'm pointing a finger at you. <laughs> you have not been empathetic properly to our experience until you had that experience for yourself. I now think- you're up in arms about it but only about your own personal experience. So what you need to understand is that other people have been dealing with this for a long fucking time. Good. I, I, um, I agree with you. 
I did not truly find the empathy till I was silenced. So, it, so does that mean eye for an eye works? Maybe. Just don't take up my other eye. You know what I mean? Like you just, you didn't. But it that's the point. It wasn't that an eye for an eye. You're you scratched my cornea. You're supposed to learn a lesson. You're supposed to learn a lesson and be better in the future. But let me ask you this: Have I not been a champion for? Educating myself for discovery, for for inviting sure, women on to talk about this. I think the this. point is that you like it's not just you learn once and then it's over. Sure. It's a constant battle. But what's better, me me taking the time to communicate with women, dames? Yeah, but here's the thing: you don't get to choose like how you are educated. If you're not going to do it for yourself, and other pe- then other people are going to help you along, and you don't get to choose what that process looks like. Well, I'll give you that, and I'll and I'll, and no way nowhere through the process have I told a woman she was wrong. I just you know I just found out that in in what happened last week was I was silenced and shamed, and I think shame is something that's driving um, the good people in into silence because you know I mentioned it what to about you. the shame that we've been experienced for centuries. Shame from those titties popping out, disturbing my biology class. Not really, though. I understand. Yeah, I do. I, I now understand. I mean, why I, do you I, think that I, women I, sort of sit silent in a corner? You I re- know what I mean. I received because they got slapped for making a shitty dinner, and I shouldn't have. And um, I'm I'm learning a lot, but what I'm also learning is that this that there is a fight for me. Uh, to be a, I deserve to be a part of the conversation. It's not men can't talk because this is a women issue. This is a ma- this is a man cause issue. This is a, maybe keep your uninformed opinions to yourself until you know a little better issue. Fine, but also some of those uninformed opinions help help us learn languages. We Google Gaga our way into Hi, mommy, daddy, into I want poo poo. Which is exactly what you said this morning after your morning coffee. I, I need popo. I haven't had a single sip of my coffee. Why haven't you had your coffee? Grab the because coffee. Because I was hungry first. Um, so, so the point. So this week, so with Tema Louise, we came, we came to this agreement, and I want to ask you if you believe in this. Uh, we came to this agreement that, gen- and, and of course, it's always wrong to generalize, but we have to when talking about you know, so, you know, there's a statistically there's an average of the way women act versus the way men act. Statistically, would you agree with that? That women are more in touch with their emotions, have 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 wider ranging emotions than men do, and anyway. Which isn't always the case. I'm super... I've been told by every guest that I'm the most feminine fucking I th- but energy. But I think it's important to note that like some of that is nature and some of that is nurture. Sure. I won't argue that. I won't argue how, it's, how it is, but what we know is that we're equal yet different creatures. You and I specifically, we'll talk about us, we're completely different in the way that we internalize and externalize feelings, yet we come to the negotiating table. We love each other, right? Yeah. And that's important. And don't pause. You, there was a little pause there, but <laughs> I have to yeah. take a breath through my mouth every time I want to say. I anything. can tell you're ready to vomit. Um, but <laughs> but the, so Tema, Tema Louise and I talked, and and we came to the conclusion that women and men are attra- women are attracted to slightly different things in men than men are in women. And I'll put it this way: women are more attracted to a guy's status, and I called it power. <clears throat> so yeah. I, so I, no, so I, I saw your post. I watered it down that women are attracted to power. And men are more attracted to a tra- to the physical appearance than anything. Um, I actually had a similar conversation with my roommate Meg. Ooh, Meg! Yeah, I actually we were talking about like skin. Get we were in the bathroom doing her makeup, and I was like, "You have great skin. She has great skin." Um, I, I'm so glad you guys became friends. Yeah, but um, it, but but where did you meet Meg? Where were you this week? Um, I went to Mexico with arsenic. We went. Um, we were in Monterey. There was a music festival going on. And, yeah, women uh, are really being silenced in Monterey, Mexico, in the VIP lounge. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Continue. No, but anyway, with all the thing, who's watching on YouTube? Look at the fucking arm. Look at these armbands she has on. What the fuck is this? Yeah, God, we get it. We get it. VIP. You think men are getting handed these invitations? How many men hang out behind the DJ booth? I'd love if the roles were reversed. It's tough being a lady. You get to see Diplo from four feet away. You can smell Diplo's farts. Okay? We're in the nosebleed section, and you're hanging out being like, oh, we all get to spin the beat. And then the beat drop. All right. Enough. But, I, you know, we I said that. I don't even remember how it came up, but we were saying, like, you know, it's it's unfair that... 
men don't have to do anything to their wrinkles. Like they don't Botox. They don't dye their salt and pepper gray. They just my, get my old and they're in. fine. My gray hairs are coming Because in. it's, it's distinguished when a man like has some wrinkles and some grays, right? Cause because we associate that with being like established, older and established. I, I see women as. And whereas women like, it's just, a, it's a different value set. Sorry, my brain is like totally fried today that like men value youth, right? And it's sort of like an evolutionary thing. It's uh, who's going to spawn me a healthy child. Mm-hmm. So youth is beautiful. So we're over here in So why did ourselves. I get lambasted for saying that? Lambasted, lambasted? Because well, I called it. You probably said it not very delicately. Well, probably not. But um, but also it 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 proves my point that it's not a conversation a lot of people are willing to have. And I think it's important. And it, well, I, I get and the resistance here's the thing. From you. And all of the comments were like this. No, I'm not. My boyfriend's not powerful. And it's like, well, but. If you saw you a them? hot guy, no, I'm just saying, like, if you saw a hot guy who was like, like lack of opportunity doesn't mean that you're not into it. Like f- maybe you just didn't meet that like hot or, older man. Or this girl Babs goes, why do I, why am I attracted to assholes? Well, you need to recalibrate what it is you're attracting because law of attraction, I believe is a uh, equal, it's an equal sign. So if you're attracting assholes, you're just in that stage of your life where you're an asshole. I'm sorry, folks. It's tough love. I attracted a difficult woman. <laughs> I have some difficulties in myself I need to work out. I'm at least willing to admit that. Sure, you have a great ass, but as we <laughs> pointed out, so do I, folks. So you do I. You a pancake ass. Uh, why would you victim shame me? <laughs> For not, for not growing up in a nurturing environment where lunges were... We didn't all get to win bikini contests <laughs> in high school, which I found out half an hour ago, folks, that Tasha won a bikini contest in high school. We actually have the footage of that. Can we pull that up? <laughs> I'd pay several hundred dollars. You want 300 bucks? I would pay $300 to see the video of you. What kind of bikini did you wear? I don't remember. I, I don't, love I it. Know. I love the idea of you. How old were you? Uh, 17. Your ass came in? You had a big ass? Babe, I've always had a big ass. So this is what, four years ago? (laughs) (laughs) How's my math on that, folks? Um, So you had, so you met this girl Meg, who sometimes you go on these trips and it's a lot of, it's a lot of fake tits and superficiality. Let's be honest. I mean, it's a, it's a dark side of the industry that, um, that has good moments, but there's um, Satan, Satan's temptations are right there. There are, there are people there that are void. Put it this way. I mean, how many times have we been at a pool and you see this chick getting like her her best friend's uh, photo and they're they're pushing up out of the pool with the thong hanging out and it's like that's the only reason girls are friends with each other is to get those photos right so it's like well, you just you just see that side of the industry well, it's I don't so think vacuous that's the and only shallow reason i would just say that maybe Instagram is vacuous and shallow, but but it, it's created this world where not only i mean naturally men want youth um, in attraction in a in a woman, but now with the internet, with the way women are being rewarded, it's almost like sure we have this giant feminist movement, but at the same time we've got this horrible currency we've created called likes and follows that deems you only as a, only as important as the photo you post. Yeah, Which, you know what? Okay, I was thinking about this last night, but I was stoned and I knew you were stoned too. So, <laughs> so stoned. I didn't even want to bother telling you this because I, I like had this like light bulb moment when I was sitting in the tub that was like, algorithms decide these days whether or not you are like important, right? Yeah. That's it's like the new status. power. Yeah, it's the new like our, like, like our buddy. Um, if you name? if you post a photo. Or a status, right? Because some some of your status get hundreds and hundreds of comments, and then other things, crickets. But right? it used to be gratitude and would give you with, good comments, and now it's no. You got to talk about guns. And same with photos. It's like you post something, and within the first two minutes, it has decided whether or not you're probably important, and whether or not people probably want to see this thing. Yeah. It's really interesting. It knows how long someone's staring at your photo. It knows if they've commented. So what happened with my gender comments two weeks in a row is that they got so much discussion that it became front page news on every single person's social media. That was a part of this, you know, that followed. And um, 
And look, and the thing I've learned is that this, I was going on stage afterwards talking about it and I was getting the attention of every guy there. And I don't, it, this isn't a men's rights movement. This is men needing to understand that, like, if you, if you hear what I'm saying, we've got thousands of people that listen and not one person i mean our, our our friend hannah who listens once was once emailed me or texted me and she was like dave you're fucking wrong you need to chill out with your point i don't remember what it was but um so i am i do listen to the critiques that come but, but not when it's some stranger saying he's a fucking moron yeah but hey do, do you remember like i posted like a bernie thing i talk about that all the that time dude, that's my case right study. but that's but you're acting exactly the same way you're acting like you don't have a safe space to talk about this. Well, guess what? Women haven't had a safe space to talk about stuff ever. Right. But and in, so, in- like, if you really want to be enlightened, you should come from a place of not needing to say your own point, but a space where it's a real conversation I've and you're that- really listening. Sure. And, like, and you're talking about all these dudes coming up to you and being, le- and, like, wanting, needing support like wishing that they could say the things that you said that's just that just proves how like systemic this is on both sides yeah because i know women i know when a, a female comedian or someone becomes popular other women flock to them and go oh my gosh i think you talk about your vagina in a way i've never heard and i don't even mean that lightly like women deserve the right to do all their comedy on their vaginas you know what i mean it's a complex organ or sets of organs there are flaps and pulleys and shoestrings and meat curtains and vulvatic just uh, you're making yourself look bad but men we got a dick in a scrotum which by the way i know i told you this i was i was trying to get busy yesterday with tasha and she noticed um blood on my (laughs) boxer briefs (laughs) it's so funny how like how how i've run out of shame to talk about (laughs) stuff like this and uh, you were like what the fuck dave like i mean that could have been like you know, I was banging some chick on her period. <laughs> Could have been a whole myriad of things. That's not what I but of. the truth, and I had already told you this, is that I had a bad ball shaving experience <laughs> the night before, and I guess I didn't change my boxer briefs. You, I shaved, uh, no, you know, that's what you should have shame about. <laughs> How often you do not change your socks and underwear often enough. I've seen a million times, I would say 50% of the time, you pick up dirty socks off the floor and put them back on, which is why you have a foot fungus. It's the same way I deal with toast. I blow the hair off the toast and I put it back on my body. I, um, no, I shaved, I was clipping my balls that have a, ball, I have a trimmer, you know, same one I use for my face, no shame, and you use you it on your no, vagina no. so you can cool it with no your shame. no shame so because what's the difference ball hair face hair it's like but the, the my, my cousin tim who i used to live with i used to use his face trimmer on my balls that's something i finally can admit to which is like jokes on me because he probably used it on his ass he had a hairy ass so jokes on me but uh, every guy listening has stolen their buddy's uh beard trimmer and used it on their balls or pits or asshole so it's true and if and if you haven't then you know you're not living the point is is that I got in there on the scrotum. I wasn't even trying to get too close, but you know, it's, you know, my back's a little sore. It's hard to bend over and get everything. And I got the moment where I kind of like, you know, I when, don't hear when you're, this. when you're mowing the lawn and, um, you, you know, run you, over a tennis ball, you run, no more like you run over like a towel. Cause it really gets stuck in the Ugh. blade. Cause the tennis ball just poof, shoots it right out. This kind of, uh, and, um, I turned off the trimmer and I had to pull a piece of skin off the, uh, it was a small piece of skin, but I had to pull a piece of skin. Off. All right. Gross. Anyway, I showered, and I thought everything was fine. Then, then after I cleaned and showered, I put my boxer briefs on. But what's the point of that? How do we get into I don't that? Know. Sign? Bloody hair. I have no idea about the shame. But the point is, is that I, I yes, I understand that men and women are different. Women can talk about vaginas. I'll talk about my um, bloody balls. And um, the point is, is that while I respect um, that women have a forum i think it's very very important for men as well and i mean it's too for republicans and democrats i mean yeah, this well, liberal the whole movement thing to silence it should people should be a conversation and like yes it sucks to feel silenced but you got to understand that that's been our experience since forever so like maybe cool it on like the woe is me okay but let's take it to the next level because it's not a huge woe is me it's just like we this needs to be addressed now um, and I don't mean this with you. I just mean this with society. This silencing professors. Ha- since when has anything, any like positive change happened overnight? It doesn't. No, but this is bad. This is bad what's going on. The free speech is, it's. 
Why wasn't it bad when it was happening to us? No, but now it's happening. It's happening on the professor at the college level. It's happening where we're... No, we're, but okay. You were just talking about unfair dress code, right? I just saw this thing about some all-girls school where like they have to have their, their knees covered because their knees might distract their male professors, right? Grown-ass men might be distracted by knees. Isn't that a bigger problem? No, the truth is men will be distracted. It's just got to deal with it. That's part of life. You have to deal with it. That women We have to deal with it? No, no, no. Men have to deal with it. You don't understand. I'm on your side, and that's the point. I'm on your side. So in this instance, when this girl that I was um, kind of having an argument with, she screen-grabbed everything I said and put it on her wall and shamed me. It, but the, what, the interesting part was is that a lot of people... While they denounced, they were like, oh, fuck him. A lot of people were like, oh, Dave's a good guy. You should give him a chance. Like, this is a weird conversation. There has to be a quote unquote verified aspect to it where it's like, I have earned the right to have this conversation. I, if you don't want to have it, fine. But if you do want to shame me, at least, at least talk it out with me because you're you're having it in a public forum which you're never going to get the benefit of the doubt in a public forum with a bunch of strangers judging you that's why it doesn't have to be you on your soapbox shouting from the pulpit like it should be a conversation that you are having with your friends in private it's a little different that it's yes it's a public forum but it's also it, it is a close community of comedians and we're supposed to be the ones not to be all crazy has like, anyone ever said anything on the internet and didn't get shit from strangers for it literally anything i can't talk about politics i can't talk about the women's movement i can't talk about any of that i get stri- shit from strangers men and women alike what if this People guy that have talks differing shit to you opinions and they they don't care about your experience wouldn't it be worse if this guy who talked shit to you was a photographer who worked in los angeles and you had 150 friends in common this is like a small high school of people where where while it's a stranger but the point is that the, you're you're saying there should be some sort of verifiable that i have earned the right to talk about this well you haven't you haven't, and that doesn't exist. I have the right. I have the right to talk about it um, to the to in a respectful way, and um. And but I'm, you're talking about it on the internet with strangers, expecting strangers to give you the benefit of the doubt, which does not exist. No, I understand. I'm treading lightly. I understand. And uh, in that that gent that uh, post about women being more attracted to power, um, I, I I you know, and the guy and the guy wrote in, well, how, what are you talking about? I have a girlfriend and I don't have any power. And I was like, you're a stand up comedian. Sure, you're broke and poor, but we're not all not not everything's about money. If it was that case, you wouldn't be with me like i'm not a rich guy but i think what i possess on the inside is way more valuable than whether or not i can play the stock market well do you know what i mean and i'll be rewarded for that in my in my time uh in whatever way i deserve to be rewarded the point is is that uh status needs to be seen in in the whole point of this topic and we'll we'll get out of it but i i the whole point of it was that if we if men can acknowledge that women are attracted to their status maybe they'll stop abusing it and learn that the best way to use your status is to just be a good, good, decent human being. Don't be Louis C.K. who invites someone into his hotel room and, and asks if he can jerk off. Because even though that sounds right in some sort of twisted way, I asked him nicely. You have to realize your position of power isn't. You're not famous. You're, you don't have money. At his point, he wasn't famous. He didn't have a TV show. What he had was a, a giant status in the stand-up community. And 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 when you extend that to the level of the Weinstein's, the Kevin Spaceys, you realize these are these are these are psychos literally who are using their power and their status in a way to abuse their victim and their victim doesn't feel like they can respond to it and we need to teach our men boys my brothers jack and jameson that just because you're the social chair in your fraternity doesn't mean you get to grab a girl's you know what i mean like that's you can't you need to know where you stand and use that that doesn't mean don't pursue power in the sense of status if you want, if you're a rapper or a poet or or a biologist, do whatever you can to give back to the world and be a good person, and the right girl will find you. Can we agree on that? Like that's where it's at. Is that the law of attraction will will introduce you to your soulmate when you've reached that status level where you're happy with who you are on the inside. Sure. Okay, good. So, moving on. <laughs> the other thing that I was going to mention as far as topics was this guy, his name, I wrote it down. I never write, I ne- I never write notes. Jay Feely um, was a retired NFL player. Did you see the photo he posted? Uh-uh. He was a prom photo with his daughter. He's a white guy. I, I don't know if it's important to note, but he's a white dude, and he had his daughter's, it was their prom. So, he had the daughter on one side and the daughter's date on the other, and he had a <laughs> handgun in his hand. And he said, wishing my daughter a happy, he got 
I mean, currently, like today, it's happening. He's, the people are going nuts, being like, "How you know?" So, what's your take on that photo? I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. Is it fine? I, is it fine though, or is it not? Good? I think it's fine, but I mean, I know there are plenty of people out there that disagree. I think it's fine. Well, what he did is genius, and he doesn't need the the traffic. He's made his money. He's set for life. He can't. He's probably I don't know what he's got for advertisers. Like he's not in the. He's not like a radio host. Maybe he is. I don't think so. Where like people can call in and be like, "You got to take him off the air." He did the two topics that people love to discuss the most: gender and guns and you put him in the same photo yeah and because the women are saying how dare he if she wants to exercise her right to have sex (laughs) then people are like you're and also (laughs) that like you know it's sort of like implying that she can't take care of herself that he'll take care of her for her but also like doesn't everyone need a tribe doesn't everyone need people who have their back doesn't everyone need a family yeah those are good things so like who fucking but you know the country song cleaning my gun it's about a guy who's who about just take your time with 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 Susie. I'll just be on the porch cleaning my gun. <laughs> That's like the punchline to the song. Do you know the song? No, it's fucking fantastic. You, you, you just cleaning my gun, and it's but it, I don't know. It's a fucking crazy time we're in, and I guess I guess uh, what we're gonna learn is that there might be a bubble to the quote unquote comment section on life. I mean, uh, people might just say fuck it. I'm turning Twitter off. I'm turning the comments off. Yeah, and I'm gonna do my thing. I posted a status. I posted a, tw- a tweet, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this might get shit." But I was like, "Can we study the correlation between bad haircuts and mass shooters?" And I was kidding, but I'm also—it's kind of right. Every mass shooter has the worst haircut, or even those dudes that, that husband and wife couple that had like their nine kids locked in the basement for a decade—horrible haircuts. Every every one of them has like shitty bangs. I think it's, if a guy's got bangs, you should not be able to give him a gun. I think that's where we should be at. Yeah. Okay, good. Good input. Do you want to talk about this smoothie? What's going on? Um, Half an hour in. I don't want to put I don't want to put you on, but I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the one announcement you have to make that that, you know, uh isn't you know, like there'll be good announcements. Tasha's not pregnant, folks. That's not what this <laughs> announcement is. Go, uh, the floor is yours. No, I don't want the floor. No, but if you if you resist in this moment, I'm going to look like the asshole, you know. But you've talked about it on Instagram. Well, I haven't really talked about it. I've talked to some friends and family, and I posted on Instagram. I just don't want it to look like I'm pulling this out you, of you. It does look like Jeez. you're pulling this well, out okay, of me. Well, okay, then don't talk about it. If I'm pulling it out of you, I thought that you were comfortable. You put me on the spot. Yeah, literally with the light on and the camera. I just I want I, I want people like I want people to be able to um, show you love. And you know that they do. Uh, you know we get a lot of love online, but this is slightly different sort of love. Well, why don't you hand me my books? Okay. Keep talking. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Dave has been Dave's been really sweet to me. He's been really great helping me with my new diet. Tasha's I, transitioning. <laughs> I am transitioning. <laughs> um I got diagnosed with Lyme disease. Lyme disease and some some friends. I love that you have two books. One called uh, "How Can I Get Better," and the other one's called "Why Can't I Get Better." Well, this was the first one. This uh, Dr. Horowitz. This was the first one, and it was like um, a bestseller, right? And like people c- with Lyme consider this sort of a Bible, but it's sort of written. And I haven't read it, but you know, getting there, it's sort of written like super in depth, and people say that it reads like doctory. You know, it reads like very like specific and doctory and sort of like whatever. The this is the follow up book by the same guy, and this one's supposed to be a little bit simpler. But the dog's on the couch. Boom! Get off the couch! <laughs> Get off! <laughs> He's been laying there this whole time. You didn't fucking, notice this dog, guys. But anyway, yeah. So I got diagnosed with Lyme, and I'm making Treating some resistant lifestyle. Lyme and chronic disease. So yeah. So the Spark Notes. So we don't have because it's not worth getting into like the the nitty gritty, but the spark notes is that Lyme is basically a set of different, um, co-infections. Well, no, Lyme is its own. And then Babesia, one of my other ones, that's a co-infection. So basically if people think they have Lyme like you did. You got tested. And, um, and I, I'm not saying I thought you were crazy because in the end I'm, I'm happy that you know what it is, but I was like, I thought you were a little hypochondriac, but you have to remember you've probably had Lyme since we've been dating. Yeah. So all these ailments you've, 
you've spoken of. I'm kind of like the babe. Your knees fine. Your ankles fine. You're not. You don't have the spins, baby. You're not gonna faint. <laughs> like I, I've really, but I've been patient. But I've also been like, oh, Tasha's got Tasha's gonna faint. Okay, well we'll get you know like like the typical yeah, thing that like people, when people like, are hangry. You but like you're you you've been living with this hangriness that's actually been a real thing, and you found out and immediately. Um, you sh- I think you owe me an apology. Babe, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, but that's actually, that's one of the biggest things that people with Lyme say is that like, it's sort of an invisible disease and that like other people just really don't understand. It presents itself in like many different ways. They call it like, what do they call it? People that don't have Lyme, they just don't understand. (laughs) But you know, like you didn't, you don't know what it feels like to feel like you're spinning and you're about to hit the ground. And I read it and I read up on it and I, but I told you when when you didn't know you had Lyme that I wasn't going to become an expert on some disease you thought you had because you know what I mean? I'm not setting that precedence where like, oh baby, you think you've got some pancreo endometriosis and I've got to know everything about it. But yeah, so I did, did, I've done my research and we'll continue to educate ourselves. It's important for the listening audience to know that you um you are reclaiming your health you are kicking ass you're drinking um smoothies that i make kale Mm -hmm. full hard kale smoothies Mm -hmm. with turmeric and pepper and weird stuff and you're taking stevia drops and all the homeopathic stuff that you can do along with the antibiotics that are going to be coming and you're going to um shed it from the system and you'll be healthier because of it because you're giving up sugar and grains and all these things alcohol that you can't have um so you'll be healthier because of it but um and that's just the those are the the cards you're dealt and it's important when you're just dealt certain cards to play them i'm so happy you don't have some sort of cancer or something that you know is just taking over you you've just got uh, neighbors you need to evict <laughs> yeah just gonna evict some of those bacteria but as we know it's hard to evict uh, tenants tenants have a lot of rights and so do these lime um conspirators they have rights in your body and they won't give them up so we're gonna kick them out and um and anyway anything else you want to talk about that is that going to be are you going to start a lime podcast I don't know. I've been listening. I sent you a link. Did you get it? Oh, I missed that one. You missed it. Yeah, you said it from Mexico. I was like, if, I was like, I'm not gonna. Coerce. I was listening on the plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some bad Lyme podcasts. Maybe you should do one where you just interview people with Lyme. I mean, that might be boring. I don't know. No, this one's actually very informative. He had on some doctors that you know. I don't know. It was very. It was really informative. It's a disease that you know you learn. People don't want to talk about doctors. It's kind of complicated. So I think it's not something people can expertly have their opinion on. So it's hard to find. You know what I would recommend for any listeners who are interested in learning more? There's a documentary called Under Our Skin. Um, It was on Amazon. I think it got removed. It was on Prime Video. I think it got removed. But if you Google search it, there are are places to watch it for free online. Um, But yeah, it's called Under Our Skin. And it's sort of... It's the spark notes of Lyme. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, statistically, there are, are a handful of listeners who also have Lyme. Uh, send Tasha an email: sexactuallypodcast at gmail I don't want to give out your personal email. I'll just forward it to you. Thanks, babe. And uh, or comment on her um, on her Instagram. Let her know she got that butt. She got that dumper. That bumper dumper. I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get some well wishes sent your way and again it's not it's not something that i want to downplay but at the same time um it is good to know it's good to know for me and you know everything's we're all selfish it's like what's best for me i want a happy and healthy girlfriend obviously but it's good to know because i think it has kept you like chronically fatigued and 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 it'll be nice to have a girl to have a girlfriend who's no why are you smiling (laughs) i I know i'm somehow going to dig myself into a hole here uh but it, it'll be nice to have a girlfriend who's fresh and regaining the control of her body and evicting those tenants yeah and leaving more room for us to go clubbing yeah together anyway so you met this girl meg Mm-hmm. and did you want to talk about the other thing you did what other thing the um some 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 food that isn't sugar or grains that you had no nah. you don't want to talk about it no it's not weed so just leave it at that we can leave it at that <laughs> No. And you don't think it affected you at all? No, not at all. But you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You look like you're still smiling because of it. No. Is it is this the kid who got caught with their hand in the cookie jar? Is yeah. that what it feels like? You, why who cares? Why are you it's, putting me on the spot? It's God's, the whole this time is God. That, God 
grew certain things and you ate them in small doses and that should be totally fine. I think it is totally fine. But what if I did that? What if I was... Here's... Okay, let's let's switch it around because... Uh, there we go. Oh, eh, genders are equal. Okay, then. Okay, equal gender. What if I... What if I took some drugs in another country with guys and girls at clubs? Would you be okay with that? It was mostly with girls. Mostly. It, only t- it doesn't take a, a handful of dicks. It only takes one. <laughs> Would you be okay with that? I'm going, I'm going to Chicago on Wednesday. Show Wednesday night at the Comedy Bar. Come to Chicago. What if I'm, uh, what if I'm out clubbing with my buddy Bedeck von Pucher, uh, my, my Belgian friend? whom I hope will do the podcast with me. It'll be fun. Going to go see a guy I studied abroad with. What if um, we um, noshed on you know, a bunch of uh, God-made drugs, psychedelics, if you will? That wouldn't bother you? You wouldn't be like, oh, Dave's lost control of his facilities. He's going to cheat on me. No. Because I think that's the original thought when you said you, when you told me what you did. And, um, and I wasn't upset, but I was also like, well, it's not my body. Like you should, maybe that's something you should, maybe that'll be good for you. You should Google like, like, uh, treating Lyme disease with psychedelics. Pff, fuck do I know? How's, how is fa- anything pharmaceutical better than other shit that we have? Yeah. You know, the natives, they, they nod on tree bark and now we make ibuprofen and I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure tree <laughs> bark is the same as aspirin, right? No, Isn't that where I aspirin mean, comes from? All, the, all the bark of willow trees? come from the rainforest. I mean, really. Yeah. Like, they learn a lot from like animals and plants in the rainforest. What about MDMA? What would you do MDMA? What if what if like there was some psycho? psycho What's that again? That's that. I think it's like ayahuasca. No, I no, thought no, no, that I'm, was I'm sorry, abs- sorry, ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, MDMA is Molly, um, which I don't think we've done. No, I think MDMA is ecstasy, and I think ecstasy and Molly are a little bit no, different. No, no, no. I'm going to go on the record and saying MDMA is Molly. Ecstasy. Molly is the pure form of ecstasy. That's, okay. I, I, I haven't know. done either, I'm, but I'm, that's what I'm, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, <laughs> so so congratulations on taking the next step of your life as you combat um, Lyme disease. And I wish you well from a close distance. Yeah, I, I support you, but I don't. That was a double eye roll you just did. What do you mean you don't support me? What do you? What is it? What does that feel? That's me? basically what you just said a minute ago. Oh no! What are you talking about? I wish you well. I am. I'm changing my diet too. I've got to have fistfuls of kale and turmeric and all this shit. But um, you're but gonna shrink your belly. I am. I'm gonna shrink my belly. Uh, and uh, although since you were since you've been gone, all I've had is little Caesars. <laughs> and I, I literally the second you went to Mexico, I got a pie. I got a. Pie. I got little Caesars. I got. Um, oh man, it was a good. Cause it, and then the morning after, our oven was broken. So I was like, I can't heat. Oh, oh yeah, the oven was broken and we were out of eggs. And I was going to make eggs. I was like, I'm going to get healthy. And then <laughs> there was two slices of little Caesar left. No oven and no eggs. So I was like, well, I, and I had, oh, and I had already put a, a giant slab of butter in the skillet to make eggs. And so then you I was had like, buttered pizza? <laughs> so I put that pizza right on the fucking skillet oh and gosh. I buttered it up. And then that's when the dog literally tried to attack me for the pizza. So that's what I learned what Boone's tipping point was, was when, you know, when you butter up the little scissors, <laughs> the dog goes nuts. Got a couple of emails to read. Is that okay sure, with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let me pull up the old laptop here. Um, you know, we haven't done a, a one, uh, a Tasha and Dave episode in a while and it's good to catch up. I, I need to catch up on solo episodes. So maybe I'll have a, some more points of views on the solo episodes. But I think I said my piece with you regarding Lyme disease. Um, it's a it's a wicked bitch. But um, we're not going to use it as an excuse to be victims, right? Hell no. I said that in a way that was um, not how I intended. We're not going to use it to be victims. We've already talked about this. I said we're, like, warriors. we're not going to use it to be victims, we're right? Warriors. We're fucking warriors. Pound it out. Warriors. We're warriors. We're warriors, and we don't wear bras. We're the braless warriors. <laughs> Email from Mal. Hi, da- hi, Dave and Tasha. I've been listening to you guys for almost two years now. We need a, we need clubs based on how long people have listened. We need yeah. to come up with uh, like reward systems. Like I like think Mal. Pins. Well, I think got- there should be we could we could get little pins like for your. What if jean it's like jacket? the hundred episode club or the two hundred episode club? We'll have different levels based on how many you've listened to. We also have a, a whole a whole chest full of dildos. So if Mal, if you need a dildo, you're two years in. We'll send you a fucking anything you need. Uh, we have a lot. Uh, 
Anyway, I've been listening to you guys for two years now, and you're actually the only podcast that I've stuck with. Dave, I know you're always encouraging us to write in, but honestly, I relate to you guys on so many levels, I never knew which avenue to take. My boyfriend, who also went to URI, got me into your podcast when we first started hanging out. Now we live together, and even our dog will listen to the podcast during the day while we are gone. I love it. Hey, you got dogs. They like to hear us bicker. Put us on a couple episodes. They'll be hooked. If you're listening uh, there, Rover, rate and review. Uh, Two paws up. Uh, I was just listening to one of your recent episodes, and one of the phrases used by your guest really caught me off guard and hit deep. Guilt complex. I could go on and on uh, the amount of anxiety that self-bestowed guilt has brought into my life since I was five years old, but has really been in the past year over self-reflection that I've realized what a huge part of it has played in my life. To avoid telling you my life story, I can just let you in on my current life. Right now, I'm a graduate student working towards a master's in animal science with a focus on nutrition physiology. In our lab, we are working with dairy cows. Um, that sounds very moving. <sighs> I really love the subject matter. You could laugh if you wanted to. I, clearly, you didn't. Um, I could really... Uh, I know, I'm being cheesy. Oh, boy. Here we are, folks. Moving on. Um Sorry if I made fun of cows. That's not my beef. Hey, guys. I really love the subject matter, and I feel like I, we, I can make a huge positive impact in whatever community I settle in, which is really important to me. I feel like I thrive in the science-based community, and my advisor, whom I absolutely love, sees me pursuing a doctorate in the future in this field. Without sounding cocky, which, by the way, girl, you ain't sounding cocky. You're, you're, this is a private email I decided to read out loud. You're not sounding cocky at all. You, are, you have great status by studying... You know, this, uh, you're being a ma- yeah, I love it that you're masters and studying cows, and here you are listening to these two cows on the air talk about their sex life. Um, bloody boxers. Without sounding cocky, I see myself doing that as well, almost feeling like it would be a waste of my talent or the work that my advisor has invested if I didn't seek to reach a higher position in my field. The whole idea seems attractive to me, but I get nervous that I pursue things to please others or because that will be what, quote unquote, is best for me. I've always needed creative outlets since I was young, and my ultimate dream would be to have a job where I can indulge in both my creative and scientific side. I can totally see myself creating locally sourced dog treats and making collars on the side. That honestly sounds like the most amazing thing in the world, but I cringe thinking about telling my boss, who has supported me fully in my interest for the dairy industry, that once I get my MS, Master in Science, I'm going to start sewing collars and making dog treats. I just clenched my teeth even writing that. She's that you got the guilt complex, girl. And I hear you. I hear you on this. That is guilt complex. God forbid you're sewing collars. Ha! Huh. That is, you know what I mean? But I hear you. I understand. I relate. She's absolutely amazing. And I have a bloody boxers and a business degree. I relate. I understand. She's absolutely amazing, and I know she wants me to be happy. I think maybe I'm scared to do something out of the norm in my community, so I just peg it that that I would feel bad telling my advisor. If it's not clear, this is obviously not about my advisor. It's about me being unsure, flighty, guilty, etc. I need to stop while I'm ahead. Sorry if this is completely boring to you guys, but I love your words of wisdom. I love, love, ooh, two loves. I love, love solo episodes, but I also love Tasha. She's awesome. I laughed when a male writer said that he doesn't like when Tasha interrupts you during the podcast, but I'm always like, Dave, you're interrupting Tasha. Oh boy, if I had uh, pre-read this, I wouldn't uh, have included this part. (laughs) I think um, she said. I think it's probably a gender-related view. Haha. Ha. Love you both, though. Attach is our dog. I thought I heard the alarm going off. I heard no, something in the, the background. Gate. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ! I'm so fucking ADD. Attach is our dog, a retired ra- gr- racing greyhound who also loves your podcast. Thanks for the great content, Mal. And it's a cute dog. Show me the dog. I don't want to show it because I don't know if I'm supposed to show this Aww. on air. It's a cute dog. Yeah, that's a Mal, cute if dog. it's okay, tell us and we'll, we'll share your Instagram. But um, woof. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. So, so, so it would make you happy to make dog collars. Yeah, but it's also risky. And she said the same thing, that it, it feels risky to do that when she's got like her safe bet now. What, but, but there's I, also I, no reason that you can't do both. Oh, my gosh. There's no reason you can't do both. You know, if you want to make dog treats and you're studying nutrition as a master's, you have every right to make the fucking coolest dog treats and that might be your foot in the door to become 
you know, a dog apparel enthusiast. I just feel like I we saw something on like the Today Show or something about a lady who turned her own homemade dog food business into like a billion dollar business. What you realize, like I made, I started making these treats for Tasha and myself that are like ground up cashews and in coconut oil and coconut shreds, and they're they're healthy and they're organic. And I'm like, this wasn't hard to do. So like, if you have the recipe for how to make kick-ass dog treats and you've got that master but you know what like there's no reason she can't continue to do both she could make dog treats on like saturday yeah and you know work out and start putting out feelers because no like no business starts like fully formed right like it it you always have to start small so you start small you start in your kitchen you make some homemade dog treats you walk around to some local businesses and see if they would want to carry some batches and that's where it, you start. And if it starts to pick up and it puts you in the position where you have to quit your job. What a beautiful place. Then, yeah, then you make your decision. Yeah, when you when you find the perfect, you know, crowdfunding thing that's like makes $400,000 and you're like, I literally have to quit my job to make this batch of dog cookies. And who knows what that leads to. And I mean, how many people will you affect in a positive way when you make something as simple as a cookie for a dog? I mean, that's, that's only the, the beginning. It's but, true that like most dog food these days is like terrible for your dogs we should definitely be feeding our dog like home-cooked meals we it's but it's 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 all it's almost better when you have a simple issue like this it sounds complex but do you understand the guilt i mean you you kind yeah. of like left an industry that you were working really hard in yeah. in college what who who did you feel guilty towards any of your professors or no. i mean in college you're i didn't i didn't, I didn't feel um any guilt i felt bad uh, but I'm also one of those people that really needs like a Sociopath. cut and dry, what? clear. I need, I am terribly indecisive and I sort of need decisions to be made for me. Let me ask you this, so did you- there was no question that I was ridiculously unhappy with what I was doing. I felt unfulfilled and unhappy and something came along that made me feel excited. You know, that made me feel excited. MDMA. I'm kidding. Uh, the chance to work in the modeling and print industry and work with creative people and things mm-hmm. like that. Because uh, you, were, you weren't coming from far, but you were in the fashion world. And now you're back in the fashion world, just in a different sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, where, what about your parents? I mean, like, do they help pay for your college? Um, That's where it's always did. tricky when, when parents put money into things because then they, they can manipulate you. And your mom did this to your brother and she's every right to. And parents go, I'll take away your phone. That's the point. And then you finally go, fuck it. I'm moving out. I don't need your money. And then you move out and you go, oh boy, fuck. No, I mean, I did. I took out my own loans and they definitely were helping me with college. Um, and they were upset that I um, you know, was not interested in going back to school. Um, it's funny though, that, that by- but they sort of, they kind of did the same thing. Like, don't come crawling back here, whatever. But I already was determined not to. So there were plenty of times where like, I didn't have enough money for a $5 foot long because I had to pay my rent in New York. And like, but you just, you hustle and get it. So done. I did a bikini contest in uh, upstate <laughs> Kentucky that's okay. You can do a bikini contest. You have ever right to make money off of your it's body. It's not okay for you to put me on blast with things that are personal. The bikini contest? Which you've done multiple times today. And I figured if I was going to make you upset, I was going to just kind of like clear out. <gasps> <laughs> You're not really upset. I'm not really happy. <laughs> well, if you're not happy, you should find something you love. That's oh, the point. I think that is the point. Finding something you love. And to think that, you're, to think that you actually know what you would love to do is is a brilliant place when when we meet people and we're all guilty of it my my brother's in college and your brother's going into college and you meet people that are like i want to make a shit ton of money you go fuck man that's gonna end one of two ways and it's and it's not gonna it's not gonna end healthy you're gonna you're gonna end by like you're gonna crash and burn at some point and you might need that but if you're not happy with what you do chances are you're not gonna end up finding happiness through money and wealth i think the most important thing really is passion it really is. And she seems very passionate about the work that she's doing. I think she's also just curious about something else that she's passionate about. Um, so but, it's a, but that's the difference between like her situation and my situation where I had no passion for the thing that I was doing. I had nothing but loathing. So for you the had thing a no brain, a no doing. brainer moment. Right. So that it made sense to me that I needed to follow these breadcrumbs because like 
you know, that obviously it wasn't working. But, you know, if she has something that she doesn't hate doing every day, if she actually does feel fulfilled and she loves working with her mentor and she's, you know, she's excited by the work that she's doing, I don't think it's one of those things where, like, don't feel like you need to throw it all away. Plus, she's not like an accountant who wants to get into this, which is good. Like, you, she can, at work... The more you learn, and in, in the 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 higher your position becomes, even if even if you're just studying cows, eventually that's going to help towards whatever career you have moving forward. And that's look, hey, congratulations, congratulations on knowing what you want, and uh, let it be known, we'll be the first to buy your dog treats, right? Yeah, 100%. we'll be the first to buy your dog treats. We'll promote them on the podcast. We promote anything that is self-actualizing and full of passion. And I'll tell you this. I don't care how busy your job is studying cows, um, which, by the way, um, I was going to make a fat girl joke, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, don't do that. I was going to make a joke about, hey, I go to the gym, too. Uh, <laughs> why do they have to be girls? Guys can be cows, too. Guys can be fat cows. Girls just don't care about their guy's appearance because they want a man who's in a position of power. Weinstein. Oh, no, he's a bad example because he... He okay. Jeez, oh, don't look at me like that. I'm I'm talking and I can't take back what I say. Okay, so I'm just trying to keep talking till I can spiral it back into my thought. Folks, pursue your passion. Is that the end of the episode? We're at 54 minutes. I wanted one more shout out. Okay, you're really bad at. Babe, being- you forced me to be on the podcast this morning when I obviously have a cold. I'm completely run down from three days in Mexico. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the club scene in Mexico tire you out? I was telling someone this. I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, really happy you went to Mexico, but at the same time, it was annoying because I got stressed out, need to pack to go to Mexico, Tasha, and I got exhausted. Just got back from Mexico, Tasha. I got none of the perks of a happy Tasha. I got, I, you know, would you agree with me? You hated me when you left. You nearly hated me when you came back. What do I get out of your... I did not hate you when I came back. I was mad that you left the place a wreck, which is on you. It's got nothing to do with me. Do you remember how it was when you left? I did the laundry. I did all these things so you could pack your bags and be happy. I, I can't tell you how giving tree I, I was in this moment. I was so giving tree, I was left as a stump. And you know what you said <laughs> when you came back to the stump? Babe, there's sawdust everywhere. Yeah, bitch, because I cut down the tree. Shut up. Sorry, Dame. Yeah, Dame, because I cut down the tree. And I'm left with nothing but a stump and your initials etched into the side of my bark. Okay. I just saw a video of a little kid reading the giving tree with his mom at like bedtime and sobbing his eyes out. I read it to Jack um, uh, Christmas Eve, my brother Jack, and this was like six or seven years ago, so he was like eight, and I was drunk. I was drunk, and I started crying reading him The Giving Tree. It is the saddest <laughs> yet sweetest book out there. It really is. I mean, uh, it, and it's the perfect story of the codependent. It really is, because the codependent will cut down his tree just so you have a place to sit. And what does he get out of it? He provides you shade. He provides you all these things. What does he get out of it? Just the happiness to know that he was wanted. It's deep. I'll get teary-eyed thinking about it. <laughs> it's deep. Anyway, Rainer. We got an email from Rainer. Hello, Dave. Thank you for so much. Thank you. Uh, well, I think this is second language, so it's a little botchy. Thank you so much for your podcast. I am a huge fan. Have been for quite some time now, starting when you did your double episode with Justin Foster. Since then, the SAP has been a fixed part of my podcast subscription list and a great joy to listen to. But actually, I'm not writing only to boost your ego, but also because I want to offer my help. In episode 275, you mentioned that you'd like to start an email list. And in response to that, I want to offer you my unsolicited, free, and hopeful, hopefully not useless advice. Um, and then he offered me all this advice, which I don't want to read. Because, guess what, Rainer? I just started my email list doing exactly what you recommended I should do. So maybe we were on the same wavelength. Maybe you sent this email out and I telepathically absorbed it. But yeah, I started using MailChimp for the email list. I'm sending them out every two weeks. If you want to subscribe to the email list, I'm going to end up making one of those like text so, text this app to so-and-so. I don't have that set up yet. But if you email sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com, it'll automatically put you in the email list. The email list, it, we're sharing photos, um, uh, more more like in-depth uh, thought on the on the podcast and it's just a way to stay in touch when I'm in your town doing stand-up or if we're on the road doing podcasts and visiting people and we're in your neighborhood you'll know so you, you're going to need to subscribe to sex actually podcast um, 
So email us, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. You could just write, subscribe me, or you could actually write in a little bit about yourself while Tasha's coughing in the background, whichever one you want to do. Anyway, Rainer, thank you so much for writing in and offering that advice. And just so you know, now that you've written in, you'll be added to the email list. And then he said, um, at last, assuming that you're not, uh, da, 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 if you need any help setting up, to, I would gladly do this for you as a thank. And then he wrote this at the end. I would gladly do this for you as a thank you for the many hours of joy you beamed over the interwebs right into my ears. Cheers and all the best from beautiful Vienna in Austria. And then in parentheses, he wrote, not Australia. We do not have kangaroos. <laughs> and then he sent a photo. <coughs> Are you okay? Are you coughing and crying? Hacking Are you on. allergic to us Austrians? Rainer, I know what Austria is. I've been to Salzburg. I did the um I did the Sound of Music tour in Salzburg, Austria with my sister. We fought the whole time. It was a bunch of lovebird. We didn't realize it was like a couples tour. So it was a bunch of old people like wanting to study the sound the sound of music and it was like all these like white-haired old people. And then it was just my sister and I being and she'd be like, "Dave, shut the fuck up." You and she'd, oh man, if you only you've never seen Chase really upset at me, but boy, I hate to say this because it's it's weird to say, but you and you and Chase both know how to box me out of life, like just emotionally and mentally. What does that mean? Like you know how you know how to like pout. You literally last night turned your back to me and put your arms up like this, and I was like, you don't realize how much of a two year old you look like right now. <laughs> like you don't have any clue. Anyway, we've covered her a lot today. I think I got everything I wanted to say off my chest. How are we doing there? Are we good? <coughs> Making bras mandatory in high school. Emails. Jay Feely gun pick. Are you all right? Should we just get going? Can you recover? Or are you just going to cough the whole time? <laughs> People think that you're probably like coughing because of the lime, but I no, assure this them. This is just a tickle in my throat. You're crying. <laughs> I know. It's Boy, just... are you wearing fake eyelashes? Yeah, they're still on from uh, like three days ago. I am dating a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice, and everyone's going to be mad at I'm you. I'm looking for at you right that. now, thinking like, "Wow, your eyelashes have really grown in thick." <laughs> How old are you? And you've got glued-on lashes. <laughs> I love it. I'm not hating on you for it. No, you are talking mad shit about me today. I'm talking so much shit. I think people like to listen to the shit talking. I'm taking one for the team because I don't think I don't think most men get to talk shit to their girl this way. But um, I can do it in the guise of an episode. Just so you know, I don't even release these episodes. This is just me getting a chance. That these these cords aren't even connected to anything. <laughs> I'm just talking shit out of my ass to you. Are we gonna have a good week this week. I don't know. You don't I know? think you're going to owe me one for all of the shit oh, you put boy. me through this morning. The, the massage currency? Yeah. All right. I'll give you a nice little massage for this. Um, anyway, if you would like to follow Tasha's journey in life, the best way to do that is on her Instagram, at Tasha Courtney. Yeah. Um, you can leave her comments. Just so you know, sometimes I read them, and if they're creepy, I acknowledge it. That's all. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like a psycho. Leave you got nice a, ones. I could use some You got a dude who notes. wants you to go to Ohio to see him so you think that dude met you at the at at what, at the bikini contest yeah that's what he said very strange now he didn't mention the contest he just like vaguely said like that time you won something and i was thinking like you know i immediately go to blowjobs like i just think of like the worst case scenario like what's the worst case scenario for a guy to find something out about his girlfriend i think to find out that your girlfriend won best dick sucking I think that would is be... Is that a thing? Is that a thing that people do, best dick sucking? I'm sure somebody is listening going, well, in college, we had an unwritten trophy we'd give. I'm sure... I don't know. Sometimes, I, um, sometimes I'll go on Reddit and there'll be like um, images of... Uh, that, that people submit of like their you know, like sex like sex images you know there's like there's so many different categories and one is like it's called like first in or something it's that moment in sex when you first put the dick in the vagina it's it's actually really sexy i think because it's like that moment where like the vagina doesn't know if it's going to accept the dick you know it's not like completely lubed up this, this is all con- so weird this is all consensual but i think guys understand what i'm saying that moment where the dick's like i'm not lubed yet but are you and then let's find out and then it's like i'm knocking at the door and then there's that moment where it's, and then it goes in I don't. I didn't need to add the sound effect, but I think, you know what I mean. And it goes in, and there was this one image, or like it was like a GIF or GIF or whatever. So it was like it's like that quick quarter second moment, and it was like I was like, is that fucking Tasha? And it wasn't you, but I was like thinking, how horrible would this be? Why on earth would you even ever think that it was your girlfriend and not just a stranger on the internet? Well, because it looked like you to an extent, and I had to be like, what? Because that would have been a person. Was this a porn GIF? 
Yeah, but it was like it's all amateur stuff, and I'm thinking, wouldn't it? Would, that would be the worst to find out that your significant other was like, you know, and it could have been. You have every right to, I don't know, have sexual experiences <laughs> in your past, but like for for that to be like smacked in in front of my face would have been a huge buzzkill. Because um yeah, but at the same token, we'll end on this. Uh, wrap it up here with Mexico. You had a, you posted a little um you know some 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 videos and photos on your. Did you did you save them on your Instagram? Yeah. Okay, so go to Taj's Instagram if you want to see I'll her post, Mexico trip. Um, I'll put it in the stories that said at the top. Yeah, make a little Bud Light Mexico. Mm-hmm. You went there with Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me was like, whoa, what if she started hooking up with that girl Meg? <laughs> and part of, do you find her attractive? Sure, she's really cute, but uh, we're not going to hook up. But just so you know, I would consider that cheating. But I know you have told me this. No, no, I'd consider that cheating, but at the same time the the um the thought of it was was sex was sexy to me the thought of being like oh she's because i was like who you're rooming with and i was i was just happy it wasn't that other chick because there's this other chick who like who who once in a once in a time might have made a move and that pissed me off because i was like if that was a dude i'd you know i'd be like hey dude fuck you you want to fight you want to do this you want to touch my girl you're gonna touch my fist bitch (laughs) you fucking really is that what would happen yeah, I think that would that's what would happen. If someone that knows you knows that you're dating me and put a move on you, I'm pretty sure I would uh, that you know, cuz I'm a zen out guy, but at some point when you're throwing shit like that in your face, it's hard to twist it in a way that's not like, "Really, bro? Really?" But in this case, it was a dame. So what am I supposed to do? Hey, fuck you. And I've seen her plenty of times, but like, just so you know, I know. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like one of those looks like, hi, good to see you. Go fuck yourself. You're not, you know, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't get what it's like. Cause guys, how we have to deal with each other in this like mutually assured destruction. It's a nuclear war. If I fuck your chick, you do this. It's like, bro, fuck you. But girls don't have to do that. Girls can get away with catty shit because they're probably not going to get in a fist fight over it. Most likely. You know what I mean? So, like, guys, when a guy's brushing to another guy at the bar, 99% of the times, hey, man, my bad. Can I get you a drink? No problem. Guys become very nice to each other because, in the end, we don't want to fight over a smudged shoe, you know? But then once in a while, we get the guys like, dude, go fuck yourself. And you go, oh, jeez, really? This is what we're doing? And then, you know, like my buddy, you know, my cousin Tim, <laughs> I have to walk him out of the bar. You've seen my ways of de-escalating situations that are unneeded fights. I'm not fighting with some random guy because my buddy said he didn't support the troops and it's some like drunken mishap. I'm not trying to fight. I'm trying to get Pete. And then 10 minutes later, we're getting pizza and I go, oh, I am directly 100% responsible for us eating pizza and me not having a black eye right now. 100%. I'll give myself that credit. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, 200%. I had to manhandle my cousin. Uh, a out of the bar and then b again on the street while the other guy was still talking shit and following us and it's like look and i just had a stand-up show so like i'm I, i'm feeling the dopamine rush feeling good oh the show went well i'm feeling good i'm with my lady <laughs> and at the end of the night my cousin ended up getting a blowjob from the girl we were with she won best blowjob of the night see there is a trophy for it see how i tie that all in that's improv folks but i am directly responsible for him getting his dick sucked so I got myself pizza, you pizza, and I got my cousin's dick sucked, all because I de-escalated a fight. Thank you very much. Follow Tasha at Tasha Courtney. Email us, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm on Instagram at dnails, D-N-E-A-L-Z. We good? We good. All right. Blowjob of the year. And um, what was that? What were we going to call this episode? Something, Something about, about bras. Bras and tits. <laughs> free the... No, it was it was Something not free. Nipple. It was not... It was, like, it was normalized the nipple. Ah, normalized the nipple. Yeah, this was normalized the nipple. Be perky. Bye. Bye.